us today. My name is Andrew, and this is my good friend, Brian. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. We are, like, really excited for this one because it's kind of the month of love, my man. So we're going to talk about some love today, uh, some godly love and some Mm -hmm. intimate love between two people. So we're going to jump right into it. We are excited. For those of you who do not know what Valentine's Day is... It is a holiday that we celebrate. Is it a holiday, though? <laughs> it like, is. Let's be honest here. Do you get work off for Valentine's Day? No, I don't. Okay, neither sad? do I. I don't feel love from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bezos. I don't feel love from my boss when I don't give Valentine's Day off. I'll tell you one thing. Bezos is not going to get a card from me. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of the things we wanted to get into very quickly was... What is Valentine's Day? Seriously, like where did it come from? Why do we celebrate it? A very, very brief history. And so today, I thought I would bring to you Andrew's historical moments. Oh, okay. new segment. So this is Valentine's Day. We're talking about it. Basically, it is when lovers express their affection with greetings and gifts on February 14th. But where did this come from? It's been suggested that the holiday has origins in the Roman festival of Lupercalia. I did not know that. Held in mid-February, the festival, which celebrated the coming of spring, included fertility rites and the pairing off of women with men by lottery. Not something very popular today. At the end of the 5th century, Pope Galatius I forbids the celebration of Lupercalia and is sometimes attributed with replacing it with St. Valentine's Day. But the true origin of the holiday is very vague at best. So we just want to make that clear. This is just historians' very best guess at where it came from. Valentine's Day did not come to be celebrated as a day of romance until about the 14th century. Hmm. Hmm. Valentine's Day is actually celebrated on Monday, February 14, 2022. But although there were several Christian martyrs named Valentine, which also I did not know that there were multiple ones of them, the day may have taken its name from a priest who was martyred in 2070 CE by the Emperor Claudius II Gothicus. Now that's a name. According to legend, <laughs> the mouthful. Colonius Gothicus. According to legend, the priest signed a letter from your Valentine to his jailer's daughter, not creepy at all, whom he had befriended and by some accounts healed from blindness. Other accounts hold that it was St. Valentine of Terni, which was actually a bishop for whom the holiday was named, although it is possible the two saints were actually one person. So basically, this yeah. is just one giant conglomeration of ideas that might have happened. Yeah. Finally, I heard I heard the like saint story when I was yeah. like that. The St. Valentine, that was the one that I was like, that's where Valentine's came from? Yeah. And then finally, the third idea is another common legend says that St. Valentine defied the emperor's orders and secretly married couples to spare their husbands from war. It is for this reason that this feast is associated with love. The idea, so that's kind of an interesting idea. Like this guy came up with this idea of, ooh, let's celebrate some love. But where do these cards come from? That's what I like to know. I'll tell you. Formal messages appeared in the 1500s, and by the late 1700s, commercially printed cards are being used. Can you believe that? Back in, like, George Washington's walking around, like, I say, it's time to send a valentine. Time to get down to Walmart and grab me a valentine. The first commercial valentines in the United States were printed in the mid-1800s. Valentines commonly depict Cupid, the little diaper guy, the Roman god of love, along with hearts, traditionally the seat of emotion. Because it was thought that the little avian mating seasons begins in mid-February, birds also became a symbol of the day. I did not know that either. I did genuinely. not know that. Wow. Traditional gifts include candy and flowers, particularly red roses, a symbol of beauty and love. Uh, this is actually one. You, of course, no, no one can see it, but I'll just show Brian very quickly. This is from 1908. 
So very huh. intricate. We'll post it on the Instagram. Okay. The day is popular in the United States as well as in Britain, Canada, and Australia. It's also celebrated in other countries, including Argentina, France, Mexico, and South Korea. In the Philippines, it is the most common wedding anniversary, and mass weddings of hundreds of people are not uncommon on that day. Hmm. So, interesting fact. Yeah, so that's our brief moment of history with Andrew. Exactly. So, what do you think about that? Do you think we should still celebrate it, or do you think no? Well. Okay, so funny thing, when you stated the fact like it's one of the it's the most common like wedding anniversary. So one of our uh I will not mention his name. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't mind, but it doesn't matter. One of the guys in our two forty two group, his dad is actually getting married on Valentine's Day. Really? My grandparents yeah. are that's their wedding anniversary too. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> it's like it's kinda it's kinda lazy on a guy's part, like <laughs> Oh, hey, it's Valentine's Day, and it's my wedding anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> I'm smart. It's like, no, you're just lazy. Cheap cop out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're really that bad at remembering stuff? <laughs> I love that. That's, That's so funny. Oh I think mm, Valentine's Day is kind of funny because, like, when I was in fourth grade, mm-hmm. or not even fourth grade, it was just all of elementary. Yeah. We would always have Valentine's Day cards. And like in yeah. the class, like we were able to hand out our Valentine's Day cards. Yeah. And it was weird because it's like, we're in elementary. Mm-hmm. Why the heck are any of us trying to be in a relationship right now? And why are we <laughs> handing out cards to each other? Exactly. And so it was just funny. And I would always like want the the cards that like would change uh, every, like, the angle at the angle that you would look at so like it'd be a heart then be a bird yeah so like that's what i looked forward to and then when i got into high school i was never in a relationship so valentine's day was always just this looking at all these young love people Uh who now are no longer in a relationship together exactly and it's just like so for adults i think it's cool I think it's like a fun way to like sell, set a day aside to like celebrate your love for each other. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, you should love each other every day. That's right. And like have, you can like treat them really special on that day, but every other day of the week and every other day of the year, you should be treating them with that much love and respect and affection mm-hmm. as you can, like as your body possibly can. Sometimes like we outdo our we outdo ourselves or not outdo ourselves, but over, overdo it. And we're like really tired and exhausted. Mm-hmm. And like, we've just been pouring out and pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. And then we're like not taking anything in. Yeah. And uh, so I think being able to balance that, but also like being able to say, yeah, Valentine's day, like we like focus this day and like in a Christian, in a Christian way, like, this is a day that we set and say, I love you so much and I'm going to show you why I love you so much and um, showing that to that person on that day. But again, like you should be doing that every other day of the year. That's right. Absolutely. So that's my thought. What has um, been your favorite Valentine's Day experience? Have you ever sh- shared Valentine's Day with someone? I know you're with Kimmy or anything like that. Have you ever done that or no? Uh, this will be my first Wonderful. Okay, well, and, I will not pry in the oh, unless you want to share it then. <laughs> so this, um, well, when this get, when this podcast gets posted, Kimmy and I will actually be up in Traverse City, and that's kind of like my Valentine's Day gift. Not, It's like not the only gift I'm giving her, but like we're going up to Traverse City, and we're going to have dinner, and we're going to look around, and we're just going to have a fun time. 
but uh every every year like around the time of valentine's day my uh-huh. grandma on my mom's side would always get us the peeps the marshmallow Ooh. like the chick marshmallows yeah <laughs> and now as a kid talking. i was always like yeah <laughs> forget love man let me just have some marshmallows <laughs> Now I'm just like, you can keep them, Grandma. I really don't want them anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's like my fondest Valentine's Day memory is just okay. getting peeps from my Grandma Kelly. <laughs> that's really sweet. I like that. Um, okay, I'm trying to think. Obviously, with me being homeschooled, I never had to share cards with yeah. people. It was just like if I wanted to do something for my brothers, I could. And it was just really nice. Um, I think that my probably my favorite Valentine's Day was uh, I was probably 15 and we were in Alaska and it was like all of us we never talked about it but it was for some reason just that year all of us decided within ourselves we're just gonna be really nice to everybody that day so we like secretly all went out and got each other gifts and we all met on the same day and we exchanged all these different presents so Adam found this little uh, it was so funny it was this little character like the Looney Tunes character Taz Tasmanian devil yeah he found him and and he was wearing a pot. He was wearing these boxing gloves, and he had little <laughs> trunks on, like little boxing shorts. And I was like, "What in the world?" And I turned it around, and it said, "I'll fight for our love." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's so cute." Did the did the uh, pants have like hearts on them? Yes, <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> yes, it, it did. He had this big cheesy smile on his face. I like, yeah, <laughs> that's it, so. Funny. I loved it, and I was like, "Oh, that's so great." But all of us just gave each other presents like that, and I was like, "That is just such a fun yeah. day." And it, we were all so excited. We were like, "What?" You thought of me too. That's just the best feeling. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's that's fun. That's a fun way to do Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's a different way. Exactly. Doing it different out here. Exactly. That's right. Uh, um, do you? Okay. So yeah. speaking of Valentine's Day. Yeah. To me, like I've always wanted to spend Valentine's Day with someone like really special, and this year yeah. I get to do that. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Do you, like is that a desire of yours to like be able to spend Valentine's Day with someone special? You know what? It has. Um. I'm, I want to be completely honest. I mean, uh, denying the idea of you know being in a relationship with someone for me is not. Uh, it would just be untrue. You know, I, yeah. I do have a desire to be with somebody romantically on Valentine's Day, but that time has not come. Yeah. And so it's like coming to terms with that and understanding in a very healthy way and in a very godly way is not easy, but it's something that it's worth thinking about. I think that for me, because I've never been in a relationship with someone before it, in fact, we were just, I was talking about this yesterday actually with my family about the idea of, you know, getting in a relationship with someone and should I do that? And like, I'm feeling alone and all this stuff and everything. And they're like, well, why do you feel alone? And I was like, well, I just feel like everyone else is doing it and I'm not. And why am I the oldest person in the group and I've never even done one date? And they were like, well, are you lonely? And I was like, well, no, I guess I'm not. I mean, I, I'm I've, I'm blessed, actually. I mean, I have a good family and I've got good friends and I've got things to do. And you're right. Like, why should I complain? I mean, like, I'm blessed, you know, yeah. and it just really hit me like, wow, like I'm I'm not alone. I'm I'm yeah. I'm full, you know? So yeah. like I don't need it. And That's so having awesome. that idea is just really important to cuz I we I think that people can get so they can talk to themselves. Uh last week it was the the, the pastor that came from Russia. Um I I don't I'm blanking on his name right now. What's his name? Um uh oh. pastor um it's okay. We'll, we'll, Rick Renner. 
Rick Renner. Yeah, yeah I was like name. Ren. Yeah, Rick Renner. Ren. Yeah, and and he was talking about that, and he was saying, you know, um, it's 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 so important what you talk to yourself. About yeah yeah and I mean if you're if you're alone in your room just saying I'm so lonely I'm so alone well it's like well of course you're gonna feel alone yeah because that's all you're talking about yeah it's just about changing what you're saying and that's just a that is a huge impact on your mental state and in your emotional state too so I think that you know denying that that would be nice or or denying that that would be uh, enjoyable it would be a lie but it's also very I want to be very clear that. I should be extremely thankful for what I have and trying to rush something just because everyone else is doing it and like yeah. trying to force yourself to be a part is just would just be foolish because yeah. as you said like it's all about the uh, the timing so when you were in elementary school and they're like trying to get you to get in these weird you know relationships with people and none of them are still together it's like well yeah because it wasn't God's timing you yeah know? you're trying to get involved in something that's like well that's not meant for you yeah. at this time so I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I actually don't know this. Have you been in relationships before? Have you had girlfriends before? Um, before Kimmy or no? I don't know. I don't count middle school, so. Yeah. I didn't. I kind of had one in high school. It was a fluke. I, I was played like a fiddle. Um, and I won't go into too much detail about that story. But uh, just to say, like, the thing was, is like, I was trying to force someone to love me. And, like, I actually had, like, very strong feelings for this person. Yeah. I don't anymore, actually. Um, and I love them as a person. Like, I love them like Jesus would love them. But, like, mm-hmm. I am not friends with this person. I haven't talked to this person in a very long time. Yeah. Um, but I was just, pl- like, I was played. Mm-hmm. I, I spent two years, like, pouring out into this person. And I got nothing in return. Wow. And then... Uh, like a week before homecoming, she got asked by one of my good friends, and then uh, one of, he asked her out on a date, and she said yes. And I'd asked her out on a date like five different times, and she said no. I just see you as a brother, and then I was like, well, how the heck? Why the heck are you going out with him? And she's like, well, if you asked me at homecoming, I would have gone out with you. I was like, N- what? <laughs> oh wow! So at at uh, that point, I was just like so done with it. Yeah. Um. But Kimmy is, like, the first real relationship I've ever been in. And at the time, like, I wasn't even really looking for one. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I was like, you know what? I'm here, and, like, I had just recently given my life to the Lord. And I was like, well, I probably shouldn't be looking. Because I was looking for one and, like, trying to force myself into one. But I didn't. And then when I came to Access and gave my life to the Lord, I was like, okay, I'm not going to look for one. I'm just going to, like... I'm just going to like keep going. And if one comes up, if, if I end up getting in a relationship, I'm not going to fight it. Like I'm going to be all in for it. And then like two weeks later, in a relationship. (laughs) So that's so funny. um, Pro tip. Don't look for No, I'm just kidding. The Lord, (laughs) the Lord will like, the Lord will provide you. If, if he's called you to celibacy, Mm -hmm. like embrace that because you're never going to be alone. You're just never going to have a, relate intimate relationship with someone of the opposite sex right so um but if like you if you if a desire of yours is to have a relationship and be married and have a family the lord does fulfill the desires of your heart Mm -hmm. he does and he's faithful in that way as long as you are faithful to him Mm -hmm. so it's not like i don't know an example that i could use but 
I'm, I would just say for people who are like out there and they're single and they want a relationship, like ask the Lord for one, but then trust in his timing because if you try and force yourself into one, it's not going to work out. Right. It's not. That's very true. So, uh, but if you let the Lord work and him move, it's going to come. Mm-hmm. You just got to be patient. I know I can't like, I'm not a very patient person. Right. So, um, but being patient in that aspect of like when when you have a desire of your heart and you are faithful to the Lord and the Lord will be faithful to you, he will provide. Mm-hmm. You just have to wait. Yeah, so, that's right. And we just heard that at, where did we hear that? Was it Sunday or Thursday? Talking about, Jake. Jake was just talking yeah. about it the other week. Yeah. It's like, just wait. Like, be, just wait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being patient and waiting. That's right. So, and the Lord will move. The Lord will work. That's trust, right. trust in that. Rick and I was also talking about how people get this idea of like, we must charge ahead. We got to charge ahead. We got to yeah. charge ahead. And that constant vision forward is pressed and pushed in our society of we have to be constantly accomplishing something. And if we're not busy, it means we're wasting away and we're like throwing our life away. But it's like when I'm thinking about our history, even in the United States, people lived so much slower, calmer lives than we do now. You know what I mean? Like they worked harder and they worked longer, but they were so much more simple. Many people didn't even leave their hometown, you know? And so trying to compare our lives today to the expectations of scripture can sometimes seem very overwhelming because it's like, well, you know, how am I supposed to stay calm? How am I supposed to not worry? How am I supposed to not stress? How am I supposed to, you know, do all this stuff? And yet the Bible says, don't worry, you know, don't fret. Don't do you don't live this nervous racked life. Uh, you know, God takes care of the sparrows and he, you know, watches the birds. And to us, it's like, for crying out loud, how am I supposed to stay calm? You yeah. know, it's like telling me not to be upset about something. It's like, I just am. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not like it's a faucet you can turn on and off. Yeah. So how do we deal with that? And it's not an easy question. It's not a simple answer. It's it's very much every single time you're faced with this, it's a choice. You're yeah. cho- you're choosing to. Am I going to embrace the fear? Am I going to embrace how I'm feeling? Of I'm alone. I'm a failure. I I should just give up. <laughs> or are you going to say, I'm at this location right now. I'm feeling this pressure. Why? Where is it coming from? identify the source and then choose, okay, mm-hmm. what am I going to do with it? Am I going to allow that to overcome me? Am I going to allow that fear and the loneliness or whatever negative feeling to envelop your mind? Or are you going to choose to walk away from that, look at something else and then embrace that side too? It's so simple, but it's very profound that life is very much what you choose to look at or, you know, in whatever happens to you, how do you embrace that? Do you choose to embrace it as a negative or do you choose to embrace it as a positive? Yeah, you know? it's you you get to pick. Yeah. And honestly, the the choice matters. Like you can't just be like well, yeah, I'm going to like I'm going to be lonely forever. Like if you keep telling yourself you're going to be lonely forever, you're going to be lonely forever. I'm sorry. Absolutely. But when like when you speak those things into your life, that ultimately is kind of going to happen. Right. If you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it ultimately comes down to like, what is love? Yeah. And mm-hmm. 
especially from like a biblical sense. Oh yeah. And it's actually in first Corinthians 13, the love chapter, the love chapter. And it's a great, like even just, this has nothing to do. Like this love isn't like a relationship love or a, um, it's not a relationship love. It's a all around. Like this is like what love a, is. Not a romantic. Relationship yeah. Not a romantic love. This yeah. is a universal definition of, of love. This is what love should be. This is how you should love your neighbor. This is how you should love your spouse, love your girlfriend, love your boyfriend. Like this is how you are to love. And so it says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Mm-hmm. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say, like, love is the one thing that never ends. Prophecies pass away. Tongues will cease at one one day. And so when you take that definition of, I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, I love the fact that you, like, just broke into their house, dude. Like, no. When someone or when someone confesses to you like something that they've done and they tell you the truth, it's like, I love you, I forgive you, and it doesn't hold a grudge against mm-hmm. the wrong, the things that have been done wrong to you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that should be in Miriam Webster dictionary. Like that should be the definition of love. Yeah. And I think if people understand that more and really dig deep into that like am i loving people this way Mm -hmm. then i then i'm loving the right way but if you're loving and saying like if you say i love you and i'm going to encourage you to keep getting drunk every weekend Mm -hmm. is that very loving no not at all no it's just enabling their bad decisions exactly so um i guess i i have a question you could uh uh, briefly answer what when did you realize like when did you realize how to love right like how how to love someone the right way hmm. wow that is a very very good an- question um if you don't have an answer that's okay sure i think that's a, w- a wonderful question um to love someone the right way wow um i think that there have been multiple times where you've been forced into an uncomfortable situation and you have to either choose to pull your head up and look at the situation, observe it and learn from it or not. So recently Aaron and I were together and we were having this kind of a major argument. Aaron is my brother, by the way. And we were discussing this thing in the car. And to be honest with you at this particular second, I don't even remember what it was. But we were talking about something and we were both very upset at each other. And we were kind of yelling back and forth and, you know, carrying on. And he just kind of out of the blue says, you know, we have got to learn to work together because this is not working out. Like, what happens if someone is not our mediator? What are you going to do then? And the way that he said it just really affected me. And I felt like, wow, I have really got to figure this thing out. And so I did some deep soul searching and I realized that I am trying to control him all the time. And it's because I want to protect him. I want to keep him safe. I want to keep him, uh, you know, protected from, from anything bad can happening to him. 
but I'm not letting him live. I'm not letting him enjoy his life. And so choosing to not be selfish and to not have control over his decisions and to not be overbearing and being his older brother, but focusing instead on letting him live, letting him fly, letting him have some freedom, letting him enjoy himself, letting him Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to make good choices or make bad choices. That's one of the times where I felt like I needed to love him better because I was not loving him well. Being, putting him in this cage and keeping him trapped to try to keep him safe is not love. It's just selfish and it's just control. And it's just feeling like I um, can't handle the idea of losing somebody. And so I, I felt like that was really a, a pretty powerful moment where I was like, wow, I, I've really got to reevaluate my entire living situation with him, my entire life with him and, and treat him differently. And that was about a month and a half ago, two months ago. And I feel like our relationship has greatly improved hmm. since that time. It's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. What about you? Have you ever experienced that or, um, I did. Yes. When I first started coming to access, I, uh, um, was very rude and mean and very sarcastic in a very bad way. There mm-hmm. is a, such a thing as bad sarcasm. <laughs> I found that out this past year. Yeah. Um, but when I realized, like, when I had given my life to the Lord, I looked back and I was like, holy cow, I'm a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm this, like, or I was, I should say that. I was this huge jerk and like I didn't care about anybody. I only cared about myself and I would tell people that I love them, but like I, to be honest, don't really never acted like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, and then I realized I was like, wow, I don't even love myself. Yeah. And when I realized like when I actually started to love myself for like who I am mm-hmm. and my identity, uh, then that really allowed me to help love, like help myself love other people. Wow. And I realized like love is being uplifting to those around you and uh, being an encouragement and uh, just being there for someone when they're down and sad and like saying, hey, everything is going to work out. Mm-hmm. And I'm right here. I'm right mm-hmm. by your side. I'm here for you if you ever need anything. It's being there for someone within, like, you. if you love someone, that you should be able to drop everything that you are doing to help them if they need help, like desperate help. Mm-hmm. You should be able to say, oh, I got to go. See ya. Like, if anything were to happen to my parents or my siblings, I would literally stop what I'm doing. I wouldn't even, like, if my phone was somewhere else and not in my pocket... I would bolt right to my car and head wherever they are. That's right. But probably when I find that out, my phone is going to be in my hand and I'll be on my way. Um, but like if I'm at work and my mom texts me like, hey, there's something wrong with Daniel or your dad. Yeah. I'm automatically saying, hey, I got to go. Boom. I'm out the door and mm-hmm. I'm out of there. Like, sorry guys, but my family is important to me and I'm going to drop everything for them. Um, so it's being able to love in that way. So I guess that brings up the, um, like what are the different kinds of love Mm -hmm. out there and how one do we accept them, but how do we like actually put them into action? Yeah. 
Well, um, I mean, we let's let, we can start with the basics. We got like a friend to friend love, like you and I. We care about each other. We love each other as good friends. Um, and I personally have this is a, a very rare occurrence for me to have good friends, <laughs> especially Same. People, especially people who love God with their whole heart. Um, I think that's something. Another thing that I've learned uh, when you with you kind of bouncing off your previous question about when did you choose to love and how did you figure that out is choosing to recognize within myself the differences between having an acquaintance and having a friendship. Not everyone you meet becomes your friend. People yeah. have this kind of naive idea that you know, I'm friends with everybody. It's like, oh, that's actually not what you should be doing right now mm-hmm. because that's a very foolish, childish way of looking at it. You have to choose your friends, and you have to be very careful with who you choose to share your heart with and with who you choose to share your life with. Mm-hmm. Recently, I had to make a decision where I broke off a relationship with somebody, and I was like, I had to recognize you are unhealthy you are making poor decisions and you are seriously bringing me down and you're making me uh choose bad decisions as well Mm -hmm. and i had to like stop talking to that person entirely and that was not comfortable at all but i had to realize that and so that is a type of love choosing to choose self-preservation over being with this other person you know that's another it's kind of something that just kind of struck yeah. me when you were talking about that. So we have a friend to friend love, and then we have uh, parent to child love. Mm. We have sibling love. You have how many brothers and sisters? I have, not including myself, I have four siblings. Okay, so how do you feel like you love them? Um, I'm actually like still learning how to do that, but I think the best way, like in a sibling circumstance, is like just being kind to them and, uh. I guess uh, the the Bible verse that comes to mind is like treat others the way you would like to be treated. Well, that like same goes for your siblings. Like treat your siblings the way you would want to be treated. And so um, I'm still learning how to do that. I'm still not very good at it, but I'm getting there. I'm a lot better than I used to be. I used to be this bully that would constantly mock and heckle and all my siblings. And now it's not all the time, mostly because I don't see them a whole lot, but like when I come home, I like have a normal conversation with them. And especially with my brothers, uh, it's gotten like a lot better. I used to like hound on them and actually like physically hit them and hurt them. <laughs> so I might've like left a lot of scarring in their life. Uh, but I like, I actually like asked for their forgiveness. Um, when I came to the Lord, I was like, Hey guys, I'm like really sorry for the way I treated you. Wow. And, uh, they forgave me and, so I guess in a, in terms of a sibling love, mm-hmm. I would say be encouraging, be uplifting, and don't be degrading and like, oh, you suck. You're terrible. I don't love you. Like, I hate you. Like, those kind of things, like, you may not mean them entirely, but they cut down deep to, like, your heart and your soul, yeah. and it really hurts, yeah. um, whether you mean it or not, because words have a lot of power and a lot of weight. And so I would definitely say, like, be encouraging, be uplifting, and just be there for them. If they, like, are sad or they don't feel good, like, help them out. If they need help on their homework, like, help them out. There's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing there's nothing shameful about that. So That's right. And you'll never regret choosing to love someone despite <laughs> yeah. they may make you feel negative or whatever yeah. than not. I mean, there's there's never been a time where I've chosen to, I'm going to care for this person yeah. and then walked away and thought, man, that was a stupid thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, why? I've never thought yeah. that. So the type of love we're talking about right now, the, the familiar love, um, 
storge. That's the original word for okay. this term to in the Bible. It's the term for love that uh, describes family, the affectionate bond that happens naturally between parents and children and the brothers and sisters. So that's yeah. the type of love just for people who enjoy the original Greek, yeah. the wise scholars among us. And even the way to like love your parents is literally being respectful of their rules. Yeah. So if they, if there's a curfew and like be home by that curfew. And if you can't make a home by that curfew, just let them know. It's mm-hmm. not like your parents are going to, I would hope at least if your parents do, um, you should talk to someone. But anyway, like <laughs> if you're going to be out late yeah. and your parents are like, okay, I want you home by 11, mm-hmm. but traffic's really bad. Just text them. Hey mom, I'm going to be like five, 10 minutes late. Traffic's really bad. Then that's like, that's being account. That's being an accountable child. And it's developing one trust between your family and your parents. Mm-hmm. And two, it's just respecting their rules and their boundaries that they have for you. Right. So um, one of the rules in our house is, or at least it, it's a rule when you are not eight, like when you're younger than 18, like you have to be home by 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's just the rule. And if you're not going to be home by 10 o'clock, let us know. Or if we already know you're not going to be home by 10 o'clock, that's okay. Um, another rule would be, uh, just like, no, you're not allowed to go into each other's bedrooms. Like, just don't. Okay. That's like, that's our place of privacy and you keep it that way. Uh, if like they ask you to come up there, like, that's fine. That's cool. But like, don't go up there like snooping around or anything like that. Uh, another one would be no eating in the bedrooms cause it just makes a mess and so just like respecting the rules and boundaries that your parents and family have set up for the house, mm-hmm. it's really not that hard. Right. And if you didn't, so I found out about one um, and my parents told me and they were like, and I was like, okay, I didn't, I should have known. I didn't realize I'm sorry. And they're like, okay, just make sure it just doesn't happen again. We forgive you. And so it's like, your parents shouldn't be flipping out on you, beating you with a stick. Like every time you like, overstep a boundary you didn't mean to overstep or anything like that but it's also being respectful and saying like hey yeah i messed up i'm sorry and like not doing it again mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that's right so um being respectful of your parent like your parents your relationship with your family is so important <laughs> i didn't know that and like when i realized that it changed everything for me mm-hmm. like i see the way you treat your family and i'm just like man they have such a good relationship and that's awesome. And my family is getting there and like, cause if something happens, like you can rely on your family and you can go to your family for comfort and help. Like they're there for you. But if you have a bad relationship with them, well, that's not really going to be very helpful. So, uh, honestly, like take, take advantage of the relationship that you have with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's more important than you think. So absolutely because this is Valentine's Day, we would like to encourage everyone to express that type of love. Yes. If, if you're not with someone romantically and you don't feel, you know, that that's your time or maybe you have an idea, but, you know, once again, it's not your uh, moment to shine. It's, it's not, not your, your timing. It's not your timing. Then focus on that type of love. Love your family. Choose someone yeah. in your family. Pour out your love on that person. And love your friends. 
Yeah. Like for Pete's sakes, like find the lonely people and just like be like, you know what? I'm your buddy for the, I'm your other half for exactly. this day. Exactly. <laughs> Not the, in a weird way. The, <laughs> <laughs> the So that type of love would be um, philia. So a great, yeah. great segue. Yeah. Um, the type of intimate love in the Bible that most Christians practice toward each other. It describes the powerful emotional bond seen basically in just deep friendships. So like yeah. David and Jonathan, yeah. Andrew and Brian. Uh, you know, I, I just came yeah. right up with that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think we were in the Bible, but... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. 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 Philia originates from the Greek term philos, which is a noun meaning beloved, dear friend. Yeah. Someone just dearly beloved, a prized person. Isn't that a great word? Yeah. You're prized. You're important to me. And the reason he says it, here's an easy verse, John 13, 35, just so you know, I'm not coming up with it. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Yep. Easy, easy, easy peasy. So just focus on that. If you, let's say you don't have a good relationship with your family. I have met people who are Christians, and I've heard of plenty of people who are deeply religious, and the rest of their family is not. They, yeah. they have no interest in God. They have turned their backs on God. That's okay. If they don't want your love, turn around, walk over, and find someone who does. Someone wants to be loved, and yeah. everyone does. They may reject you for this particular second. They may not be interested in you right now. They will later. Just hold on. Keep be, be, you know, be patient. Pray for them. But until they do, just find someone who does, because this world is full of hurting people. Full of hurting people. Yeah. And even people who claim to know God, we still have hurt too. You know, we're still human. We're still affected by emotions and negative things that happen. We're not invincible robots who yeah. are just, you know, impenetrable. We still, we still suffer. don't have feelings. Yeah, exactly. So find someone who needs that type of love yeah. and care for that person. Yeah. The, I believe the last love is agape love. We literally just talked about this on Sunday. Um, so agape love is, is it's like perfect love is what it is. That's right. Essentially. It's the highest. It's the highest level of love that you can receive. And it's never ending. It's always flowing. And it is always faithful. It's always truthful. And it's literally the love mm-hmm. that we literally just read in first in first Corinthians 13. That right. is agape love. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Having that, like, you should have agape love for everyone. Like, you should love people with your heart. Mm. Don't love the world. Love the people. Right. Because, for one, it's what we're called to do as Christians. We are to love one another. Mm-hmm. I think it's First John 4. And it, the way, the only reason why I remember this is because it, there's a song, and it's like, let us love one another. Okay. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, <laughs> and knoweth God. He that loveth God, and then it like claps. It's okay. it's like a cute little song I memorized in fifth grade, <laughs> <laughs> and it stuck with me. But um, like loving people, and like loving them with a scope love actually shows a relationship between you and the Lord. Yeah, and so. You're never actually going to love that person perfectly. We're always going to fail mm-hmm. and fall short. But the beauty of it all is that Jesus has the agape love. That's so right. he actually like cleanses us and makes us pure through that, mm-hmm. like through his blood. Yeah. And it's just such a powerful love that you, it's so, and it's tangible. Like you can feel it. Yeah. And when you accept the Lord into your life, you can just feel this like overwhelming sense of love, like a good overwhelming sense of love that you're just like, Ooh, I want to like 
just snuggle up by it though. <laughs> <laughs> just I never want to leave. I never exactly. want to leave. And he's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He's always going to love you. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do. You could do in the world standards the worst thing in the world. He's still going to love you. Right. Because it's not who you are. You just made a mistake. So, uh I would honestly like encourage you to actually like read into that and like dig deep into that and be like Lord, how can I like show this agape love to people? What's holding me back from showing this agape love to people? Oh my word, that's great. Oh my word, that's so good. So our obviously our tips for how yeah. to survive <laughs> Valentine's Day if you feel lonely is number one, choose not to be lonely. Choose yeah. to find someone to love. Change your mindset. Exactly. You are surrounded by people to love. Even if you may feel alone. That I think that loneliness, people forget that this that this is true. Loneliness is a spirit. It is a feeling that just washes over you and it convinces you that you're not important. No one notices you. You're not memorable. You have nothing to offer. And that's just not true. That is the complete opposite of reality. And choosing instead to focus on love. Because what is love? Love is patient. It's kind. It, it has all these things. And it notices those who are the unnoticeable. It goes beyond. It works hard to find those who don't feel the love. So yeah. we would say, find someone to love. Not even romantically, if that's if that's not in the, in your cards, then that's fine. Just yeah. find someone to use one of these types of love. Either the agape love, which was wonderful, the philia love, or even the storge love. Any one of those. Yeah. Choose to do that the best way that you can. In number one, right after you do that, don't expect anything in return. Yeah. Because that will negate everything we just did. Yeah. It, the whole point is to do it selflessly. Yeah. That also, like, it just completely defeats the purpose of you loving that person. So, um, I guess the other thing, another tip that we would say is ask the Lord how to see people through his eyes and not your own. Because we tend to look at them as like, oh, you're a bad person. Like, you don't deserve, like, everyone everyone is worthy and deserving of love. Yeah. But... And really only the Lord sees that through his eyes and can fully see them. But like if there's someone that you notice and you notice that they're like down in the dumps, they're very lonely and like ask the Lord, Lord, how do you view that person? How do you see that person? Mm -hmm. And really, really dive deep into that and then show that to that person and just really love on them. And again, do not expect anything in return. Your reward will come to you, but just don't expect anything. Like, just be like, I'm going to do this because the Lord calls us to love other people. That's right. Oh, my word. This has been such a great discussion. I loved, love, love this episode. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Oh, my word. Oh, thank you so much, Brian, for coming and joining me for another episode of Alpha for the Soul. Oh, it's so fun. One it's so the, worth it. One of the quick things that we want to do very briefly is to uh, say a big thank you for the ideas that we now have to increase our audio uh, experience. We have some new soundboards. So yes. We're very thankful. We just want to praise God for that. It's wonderful to be able to have new updated equipment that makes it more pleasurable for you, the listener, and for us, the producers, to make this. We would also like to uh, apologize for the inconsistency that we've been having. Yes. That is on our part, and we take full responsibility for that. And we're really going to, because we really love this podcast. And we really think that it can be really impacting to people. We already have over 100 listens total, which is awesome. Like our first 
podcast almost has 50 listens. Our second one's at 33. Our third one's at like 17 or 18. And it's just, they're climbing every day and every week. So it's awesome to see the support that you guys are having and that we are receiving. Um, So we really want to thank you guys, especially because if we weren't getting really any listeners, then I don't think we'd be continuing this. That's right. So uh, we want to have this podcast in a timely manner. We want to have the reputation of we do things right and we do things uh, in a fashionable manner. So, Have you ever gone to a movie theater? You're sitting in the movie theater and it goes dum-dum-dum and the movie starts yeah. and the credits roll. That is my least favorite part of the yep. movie. But you know what? That is the most important part of the whole freaking movie. Yeah. Because without the 600 people mentioned, that movie does not happen. Yeah. <laughs> because the actor cannot run the camera, run the mic, record st- you know write the script yep. act they can't do it edit they can't do makeup they can't do wardrobe they yep. can't do anything they have one job and that's yep. to act and that is my calling to talk <laughs> not, we like to talk right not do all this stuff also we that's would funny. like to comment down below yes if you are feeling lonely we would like to pray for you yes uh and if you are not feeling lonely please share some helpful tips that you have found helpful in a season of loneliness because you're never alone the lord's always right there just ask him and he'll come right He's always, he's always right there. That's right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We would love to talk to you. So please feel free to write us anytime. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We, and you can also just directly message us on our sound stations like SoundCloud. Yes, we, we can. Uh, officially are on Spotify now. So that is wonderful. Yeah, we, we are. Let's go. Let's go. A lot of people have been requesting that. Yes, we are done and ready to go. Oh, that's wonderful. So it's a wonderful thing. Brian, thank you for joining us tonight. This is Al for the Soul. Peace. Peace.